Welcome back, everybody, to episode four. Kristen and Crystal here. How are you guys today? Chris, how are you doing? I'm doing very well. I can't believe we're at episode four already. This is crazy. I, I know. And last week's episode, I think, was when we said we had reached 50 downloads. And as of today, we're at over 125. So thank you to everybody. Yeah, who has been supporting us. We're loving bringing you the travel trends this way, and we hope that you've been enjoying it thus far. The most, I guess, downloaded episode is the travel shaming. So you guys seem to like the drama. (laughs) So we're bringing you even more drama today. Yeah, we are. We are going to be diving into a couple different topics rolled into one, but the first one obviously is the most recent rules by the CDC about international travel. And then we'll kind of talk about some specific instances in which travelers have been trying to bend the rules to get their vacation on its way. So for those of you that may have not heard, although most of our travel professional friends have, CDC came out with new guidelines that go into effect on January 26th. And this is basically a mandate that if you are coming back from an international destination into the United States, you must have a negative COVID test, whether that is a PCR or rapid test. And basically, before you even board the plane, right, Chris, like you, you have to have that negative test result in hand or else the airline can deny boarding. That is correct. Yeah. And that's going into the US now. That's going into the UK. Uh, Canada rolled it out as well. Um, and I even dropped my friend off at the airport a couple of days ago. And before she could even get in the line to check it, they needed proof that she had the negative test results before you could even check in. So they are definitely enforcing it at airports now. And it's a very, you know, serious thing that you must have. Yeah. And I think that, you know, if if you are traveling during this time anyway, we all know that there are multiple hoops that you have to go through in order to get to the destination. Obviously, protocols are different by destination, but this is just another added step. And so, you know, we have said this before, but it is worth repeating. There is no better time to have a travel advisor in your back pocket and to be working with a trusted travel professional because these guys are your encyclopedia and become your BFF if something goes wrong. So, you know, as this situation is moving ahead, a lot of hotels and resorts and destination have been stepping up to the plate. Uh, You know, they're setting up on-site testing facilities. They're also incurring costs if the guest does test positive and needs to stay on-site. But your travel advisor will know all of this and be able to guide you. Because I think that, you know, when the rules, they first came out, everyone was kind of like, oh crap, let me postpone or cancel my trip because this might be, you know, this might get a little bit too complicated, but that's what the travel advisor is there for. They know by destination what to expect, what's required and to get you set up and on your way to go. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I know just even like having traveled recently, I don't think if I was in the travel industry and, you know, was doing the necessary research that I had done, I would definitely have wanted a travel advisor to help me get through it all in terms of changing flights, extending hotel rooms, you know, knowing where to go and get tested, et cetera. So I can only reinforce that message that it's so, so super helpful to have a travel advisor um, helping you um, facilitate your trip. And it just takes the stress off of you. 
you know, when you're going for vacation, who wouldn't want that stress-free? Yeah. And I mean, look, you can, you can definitely still have the DIY approach and, and do it yourself, but you know, research is key, making sure that before you even leave the U.S., you know, wherever you're staying, is there a testing facility on site or nearby, you know, and also kind of asking yourself to, regardless of where you're going, are you okay with getting sick and having to deal with the medical care or facilities of the destination that you're going to? And this is something that probably most people didn't really even think about before the pandemic, right? So you're going to go away to the Caribbean with your family. You know, a lot of people don't think about, well, what's the hospital situation like? What is it like if one of us gets sick and needs medical care? Can a doctor come on site and treat us? Do we have to go somewhere? And these are unfortunately all things that we do need to take into consideration, especially now. Absolutely. But you know, there's always people who feel like these rules aren't going to apply to them. I know. And I just feel like it's always that one person. But in our instance, we have actually a couple of examples that we found. A few good stories coming in. (laughs) And this always, it doesn't cease to amaze me, right? Because this is where the whole travel shaming topic, I think where it originally stemmed from is that there are irresponsible people out there who are not following the rules. And absolutely, they should. There's no reason why, if you want to travel now, you shouldn't, as long as you abide by whatever the destination protocols are. But in this particular case or these cases, it seems like these tourists just don't think that the rules apply to them or they can cut corners and no one will catch them. You know, the the first one that I saw that was a little bit shocking was. In back in December, an American student was actually jailed for two months when she flew out to the Cayman Islands. And one of their requirements is that you have to quarantine for two weeks at your hotel, and then you're free to go and, and explore the destination. But I think she left within days to attend some competition that her boyfriend was competing in, and she got jailed for, for two months. And I mean, it's not funny, but it was funny to me that the article came out saying that she was an exemplary student. She was pre-med. You know, the family was... I, that stuff doesn't matter when you've broken the rules. It doesn't. But I feel like that also, the way that they're trying to get around it is that she should have known better. You know, she's well-educated. She comes from a good family. Like, whatever it is, is that she should have known better. And I do feel like the jailing is can be perceived as a little bit harsh. But I feel like it's also what governments need to do to like, let people understand the seriousness of what they're doing by breaking quarantine. They are literally putting the people, the local people's lives in danger should they go and like, you know, become a super spreader um, of this. So it's crazy to me, but it just gets wilder from there. Like, okay, she broke quarantine. And then we have these really wild stories coming out of what extent people will go to to either break out of quarantine or number two, entertain themselves in quarantine, which brings me very nicely onto the next story we have for you guys, which was a, this is happening in Barbados, happened in Barbados, that a British couple staying here, they were in quarantine. They invited a sex worker into their quarantine hotel to have a threesome. The headline I'm looking at right now says twerking party girl, who was invited back to luxury Barbados hotel room by British couple in the middle of the night for a threesome. As I, I get, yeah, I, like, and I read she was this up. She was caught climbing over the hotel fence in effort My to girl escape. Was 
scaling the walls, Kristen, I to can't. get out. <laughs> I can't. So here's the thing. In that instance right there, you know you've done wrong. I mean, if you of literally <laughs> are hopping a fence to escape, you know you've done wrong. I, and, but you know what's crazy? So that story blows my mind. And for anybody that apparently wants to see a video, which Crystal watched on behalf of both of us, thank you, Crystal, <laughs> you can just Anything Google it. The research. You yeah. can just Google it and, you know, be prepared. I, the one though that it kind of gets under my skin and makes me a little bit heated is back in January, again, Barbados. I don't know why people are using Barbados to to try to break the rules, but there was this former British beauty queen and her boyfriend that, that basically, you know, you have to take a second test when you get to Barbados within five days of your first negative one. It's a requirement that's been in place since the beginning, pretty much. And what happened was when they got their tech, their second test result back, which was positive, they decided to just make a run for the border and hop a plane. You know, if you test positive in destination, you have to go and you have to quarantine either at the facility that they have, the government has set up, or if your hotel is able to facilitate you in a quarantined area. It's you can't just make it for the border and hope for the best and hop on a plane. I mean, they were literally caught at the airport. I mean, how embarrassing. How embarrassing. But they were only caught at the airport after the defense force, which is kind of like, you know, a, an addition to the police here, is they stormed their room looking for the boyfriend, Elliot Love. He was the one that tested positive. I don't think Zara had even got her results back. But after that, she came up with this genius plan that if he tested positive, she probably would too. And they're not quarantining her. So the defense force comes to the hotel looking for them. The room is cleared out. There's this whole big parade across Barbados going from their hotel to the airport. And then they're picked up at the airport. Sirens wailing, like taken away from the airport. I mean, I can't even imagine. Now when you type in Zara Holland, there is no other headline other than this story. So in terms of her career, I don't know where she's going next with it. But it's amazing to me when when people in the heat of the moment, like I always think when someone's made a bad decision like that, like, don't you think it through or don't you just say, oh my gosh, what could be worse? Obviously no one wants to quarantine for two weeks if they've tested positive, but did you really think that hightailing it to the airport and escaping that even just say they did, just say they were able to get to the airport and on a plane. You don't think that would have still made headway news that when the officials tried to look for them, that they had escaped? Of course. It looks bad in every angle. Every single one. But I wonder if they wait up quarantining for 10 days, which is the rules here, if you do test positive, because after that, apparently you can't, you're not contagious any longer. So it's 10 days. Okay. In comparison, they are facing up to a year in jail. So wherever they were going to be staying for quarantine, I wonder Mm -hmm. if they weighed that up versus a prison cell being separated. Because Mm -hmm. if it were up to me, I would not be picking the jail cell. (laughs) No way. Listen, you owe your sin. At the end of the day, first of all, anyone that's traveling now, we've said this before, you know the risks associated and the requirements, or you should know them before you travel. And if you are okay with them, if you've made peace with that and you're following the rules, that's it. You know, I I just feel like if someone doesn't want to follow the rules, don't travel right now. And that's okay. You know, if everyone is entitled to 
you know, whatever their comfort level is in terms of what's required. And if you're not, just hold off on that vacay until we get a little bit more down the road here. But I mean, these things are just, you know, was it this couple that made it to the airport? Were they the ones that were not quarantining for those couple of days and went out and they were dining? Or was this a completely other different story? I think this was a completely different story. Because someone had said to me that there were instances of guests and it could have been at one of the bigger chain hotels in Barbados that they just skipped out on that two or three day quarantine and they were, you know, sneaking out to go to restaurants and they ended up infecting a lot of the locals and staff, which that upsets me when I hear that because- That drives me utterly insane. I can't think of how you could be less sensitive to people like- it's just, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And again, it just goes back to travel now if you want to. By all means, the the economies and these destinations are deserving of it and they need it. But they're also deserving of our respect and to follow the rules that have been put in place by the governments. I mean, and some of them, yes, are sh- more strict than others. But that is because they want to make sure that they can properly facilitate and care for people hearing people are sneaking out and running to the airport and climbing walls. It's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I just it's so hard for me as well, because I tr- truly feel that, you know, the sense right now in a lot of these destinations where tourists are coming in and breaking the regulations, it makes the locals resent tourists. There are so many people on these small islands right now begging the government to close the borders. They don't want the tourists coming in and they understand what that means in terms of livelihood and the hotels aren't going to be as busy, et cetera, et cetera. But when it comes to literal life and death and these super spreaders and, you know, breaking into our communities, then I don't blame people for having that outlook on things, you know, wanting that. But if people just paid attention to the rules, then, you know, it wouldn't be so bad. I mean, did this couple the one that brought in the sex worker, was it really that need of a desperate situation? You couldn't f- figure out any other way to entertain yourself. Just that's for two what, days. That's what bring I the thought. other girl in. Bring me third in when you're done with the quarantine. Come that's on, people. I thought. That's I mean, as much imagination. Let's call a spade a spade here. It's two to three days maximum quarantine for, maximum. for the second test. You can't wait to – I mean, listen, that's a whole other topic, but two to three days, binge some Netflix, order some room service. You know, it, 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 it's not that bad. It's not. I've done it multiple times, and I can't think of a single instance when I would say to myself, yes, let me break, break quarantine to have a threesome. <laughs> I, I don't know how we get there. I don't know how we get there. We're just spilling the tea. And this tea is steaming. Oh my God. It's so steaming. But so these new CDC rules, right, which essentially gives you another step, another added step. The hotels and resorts around the world are really stepping up to the plate in terms of what they're absorbing on behalf of the traveler. So before everyone throws a hissy fit, it honestly is not that bad. If you are traveling internationally over the next couple of weeks or months, a lot of the resorts are setting up on-site testing facilities for you. So you check into your resort or villa. It's right there for you when you need to take that test. It can either be a rapid test 
or a full PCR. So you have the option. Obviously, rapid is the quicker way to go. You get the results back within 15 minutes and you're on your way back to the airport. In case you test positive, resorts are also implementing ways in which you can stay, live out your quarantine time without incurring additional costs, and also maintaining the safety of staff and guests around you. I mean, they could, they are really trying everything that they can to be good hotel partners. And obviously your travel advisors are all up on this information. So if you want to travel, it's not that hard and you shouldn't have to feel like you need to break the rules to do it. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And if you are one of those people that really needs to have every time, like minute of your day taken up by doing activities, write a list before you go into quarantine. We don't exactly. want to hear any, other, if, any other crazy stories. <laughs> and if the top of your list is a threesome within two days of arrival, I suggest staying home. <laughs> Stay home. Like go shopping and like just, I don't know, just get creative people, but don't break the rules. Don't bring anyone else in. Don't scale a building. Don't flee to the airport. Like, please, people, please. I'm begging yes. you at this point. <laughs> For the sake of all of us and having to read this and watch this, please. So Chris, how is it in Barbados now? I mean, let's let's wrap up the combo with just let us know what it looks like there now. I know that cases have gone down, things are reopening, so Absolutely. Each day here is just becoming more like what I would say the new normal is. There's still protocols in place in terms of mask wearing temperature checks, hand sanitizing, but that is all so simple. Everyone can do that. No problems about that. Um, The cases are very much coming down. The restaurants that unfortunately had to temporarily close due to exposure and positive cases, they are slowly but surely reopening. And we have a curfew, which is you can't go out after 9 p.m. and you can't go out before 5 a.m. That is hopefully ending on the 31st of this month. So I would say looking into February, we're going back to the old Barbados. Well, that's Um, fantastic. I can't wait to get myself down there. And I know that you've been having such a great time with family and friends and working from there. So hopefully a future podcast episode for Crystal to take us through what a day looks like and what you can do while you're there. And they also have the welcome stamp, which is something that I think is an amazing program that we can talk about. Um, there's, there's so many ways that you can still travel safely and really enjoy the destinations, whether you're working or just using it as leisure time. And if anyone is currently in Barbados and wants to feature on, on the podcast, we can absolutely accommodate that. Um, I think it's about time we start getting some guests on here. Are you guys tired of hearing just the two of our voices? I think we need to get some people on. Exactly. As long as you're not breaking the rules, we welcome you with open arms and a cup full of tea. Steaming tea. (laughs) Steaming tea. (laughs) 